What's going on, Star Wars fans? You are listening to another episode of the Mandalorians, an unrefined popcast podcast. I'm joined this evening by Daniel Leahy. What's up, guys? Good to be here. Brian Karasik. Greetings, people of Earth. <laughs> He's still doing that. Oh, it's different. That was different this time. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. They know they're citizens of the Galactic Empire. I don't need to rub it in. Mm-hmm. They do. <laughs> rub it in. <laughs> we have a guest this evening, Mr. Steve McMahon. Gee, did you say man Lorians and not man bro Lorians? I very well could have. Yeah. Starting off bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, how did you think it was going to start off good? Always good. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, Start, nice to be here. Starts off like that. I'm glad, this, I'm glad the schedule worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this I'm glad awesome. you checked the schedule. Barely. Um, and my wife got canceled for work, so she's out there on the couch waiting for me, man. Oh, no, stop. Gonna oh, get some Outlander going later. Yeah. Some little stuff going later. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> well, we don't want to waste any time. I know we normally have a, um, we have the Leahy crawl that we usually do, but this episode was so, so special. It rattled me. Oh, we, what we're going to do is, it was so overwhelming, the the crawl is just going to be one word. Yeah. Ahsoka. Yep. That's it. That's, the, I, I mean, it just, when your favorite character pops up in something, even if you knew it was going to happen from leaks and rumors and it's a pretty strong possibility, and then, you know, Bo-Katan saying her name, uh, it was still pretty special. Uh, and, it, and it legitimately, like, I'm still... Steve and I talked about this uh, right after the episode happened, but like that day, I couldn't even talk to people. Like I would be in conversation with someone, and I, I would just start seeing Ahsoka savoring people in the forest and just being like the coolest thing I've ever seen on screen. And it just, I just couldn't handle it. Like it just, it just melts my brain. It's like a, it's like a Jimi Hendrix guitar solo. It just, you just have to focus on that, and you can't not focus on that, right? So, I don't care for his work. <laughs> we're going down and to see it done early. so well too like how perfectly was that like a lot of people were speculating are we just gonna see her at the very end mm-hmm. no Filoni's doing this episode Filoni yeah, loves yeah. Ahsoka more than more than life itself I called it and I want that metal Steve I wish it's I true. could I wish I could quantify how little I care yeah <laughs> I what, do you, what, do you, what did you call like you called she'd be in this season no, in this episode from the beginning. In the oh. cold open, right there. Like, not not, yeah, you said not that. something at the end. Just have it right in the beginning before the title. And then just... So was I was a little... I was a little reluctant to get on board. I like Rosaria Dawson's uh, performance in some other stuff, but like not a whole lot. Like, And I just haven't sought her out. You know, Men in Black, okay. Clerks 2, eh. But totally totally sold i'm I'm more a fan of rosario dawson now seeing her performance of ahsoka i think it was so perfectly done i i the the contacts the big blue eyes just so well done and i and i gotta say i want to i want to just lead with this ahsoka is has got more reason to go to the dark side than any jedi in a thousand years anakin included mm-hmm. she was framed by her best friend who was a jedi Uh, the Jedi order completely ostracized her, excommunicated her based on zero evidence, like not even an investigation. It's like if you got fired because you were, someone said on the internet that you did something. Mm -hmm. When you get kicked out of the Jedi order, you are immediately homeless and friendless and you have no job. Like she's been there literally since she was an infant. There's no reason that she should not have gone to the dark side. And she didn't, I think more than anyone, maybe on par with Kenobi, is she an avatar of the light side? Mm-hmm. And you guys know, like, for me to be that sold on a light side character is, is is quite unusual. And just the way that she portrays the time that Ahsoka has spent since her sep- since her separation from the Jedi Order, she's just she's grim. She's tired of it all. You know, she's like, I'm just. It's just it, she's broken. And to see how she deals with the concept of teaching um gogurt she's like no he's you know i sense fear in him and i've seen how that goes like you can see the pain in her eye in her eyes i was so impressed rosario dawson is is way better of an actress than i ever gave her credit for and rosario i I am so sorry 
She's a big fan of the show. I would <laughs> just yes. want to put that out there. Uh, I didn't give her credit before she was on screen, and I, I really should have. Yeah, I didn't know much about Rosario as an actress before this. I, she was in some Marvel TV show stuff. as a, She was a nurse, I think, in Luke Cage and maybe... Uh, was she the night nurse or something they I were think, speculating? I think so, yeah. Or it's like a Jessica, third tier. Jessica Jones or something? No, what? I don't think she even had any... She had any Maybe it was the Punisher. She was, was it the Punisher? Man, she might have been she might have been a nurse for him too. It was in two different series. Um That's a good show. It was it was more just all the fan casting over the last few years where I'd always see her name come up, see her name come up and watching her on screen, um it's funny her her facial structure, the the shape and the size of her eyes compared to just compared to the way compared to the rest of her face fit the character so well it's now it's just it's difficult to think of any other actress portraying ahsoka i mean even before they cast her in the show Mm -hmm. for me there were no other choices well and to garuda characters like a lot of prosthetics a lot of makeup Mm -hmm. you know what are they going to look like because that can look so cheesy so easy oh yeah it could have looked so bad and i think it's one thing to get it just was 100% exactly what a perfect live-action version of Ahsoka is because not only did you get an actress that's, you know, looks like the character and is a huge fan of the character previous mm-hmm. to her being cast, like legitimately was like an Ahsoka fangirl. They do the martial arts, like the... Uh, I'm, I'm a huge, like, Jedi Saber nerd. The the way she fights and the stuff she does in fights is exactly, for, like, to the animation. Exactly. Yeah, so well done. Um, yep. But then the real... Almost thing, as if the same guy was behind both shows. Yeah, right? But then uh, the real thing, and Brian, you touched on it, is, like, the, the emotional, like, the little, like, character... Uh, like, the little, like, little nuances. Like, it, it wasn't like she was doing an impression of things animation ahsoka did Mm -hmm. she was like doing like these little like you know like smile movements and little like turns of phrase that were exactly like it was just seamless like it it was a completely immersive ahsoka experience and like that alone is like one of the greatest achievements in the disney era of star wars yeah about the costuming too did i see her padawan beads on her belt oh really i think i think her padawan beads are are on her belt there that would be so cool. Because, like, we last see her take them from Anakin or something, right? And she's leaving and she closes his hand. Yep. Is oh, that a... that's so cool. If yeah. that is what that is, that'd be a really cool yeah. touch. Um, I mean, close enough. I, I, I'm sold. Whether or not they meant it as that, I took it as that. And yeah. I think that's <clears throat> some of Star Wars' greatest storytelling is to present something that they don't have to say it. We don't need to buy the visual dictionary or the Lego source book to, to learn that. Like, it... We see it. It's right there. So kudos to Filoni. I could just I watched mm-hmm. that episode twice in a row at three a.m. Gee, what is so like? Your has your whole family watched this at this point? This episode? My daughters have not. They have not. But Liam they're, has. They're right? multiple episodes behind. Oh, are they really? I'm That's, very disappointed. In them you need to, for you so need to start reasons. whipping your household into shape. This is a disappointment. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, but Liam's seen it, right? I'm embarrassed myself. <laughs> no, yeah, Liam. Liam, Liam sorry. So what was his, because he's grown up in this era of Star Wars, and he's known Ahsoka, like, kind of like we have, too, like, organically, like, at, like recently. But it's been, like, a really, that's, like, I can see that being a really important character to him. Is What was his reaction to seeing her, like, live? Oh, he was pumped. Yeah. I, I get up early, and I watched it without him in case I got emotional or something. I had no so idea what was going to happen. <laughs> so I get up, and I watched it, and I'm like, oh, this thing's cool. And then I watched it again with Melissa. Mm-hmm. Then Liam got up, cause dude's uh, dude's loving homeschooling, man. He's lounging, so he had a he had a late morning. Mm-hmm. And he came down and he watched it, and I'm like, it gets awesome quick, and his eyes were bulging out of his head. You know, <laughs> as soon as Ahsoka's there with the two blades, he's like, what? <laughs> he was, I thought this he episode was, was a really strong return to the Kurosawa influences that we see in Episode Four too. I just love the decor of. Um, Elspeth's manor, what a mansion, palace, whatever it is, the mm-hmm. her fortress, let's call it. And guys, Kyle Reese is in Star Wars at last. Right. right. <laughs> Dude did Who's, not age well. Didn't no, not he didn't. look like him. He I didn't, didn't know it was my, him. 
Michael Bean. I knew, I I'm heard still him. Not positive. I didn't recognize his face, but I, I was like, "Oh, I've heard this voice." And, yeah. And I'm just like clicking on it. He was he was in the Abyss. He was in Alien. Who is this guy? And like, Termin- oh, he was right. in everything in the '80s. If there was a movie that had dudes holding guns, he was in it. Oh my! And he was usually yeah. a bad guy. Or oh, The he Rock. Was, he was uh, what's <laughs> right. his face? Johnny Gringo or whatever? Johnny Ringo? Johnny Ringo. Yeah. Johnny Tombstone. Ringo. <laughs> yeah, he, so good. Such he, a fan. The yeah, the Eastern influences were like <laughs> hitting you in the face at every turn. But it was so good, right? Like it, it had a lot of scale. That city was a lot bigger than we got to see, which I think was just kind of like a result of it being a TV show and not a movie. But um, it. Uh, the the Princess Mononoke, like I mean, that's where Dave, of course, got like some original influence uh, for Ahsoka from the main character San from Princess Mononoke. And there's a scene that is like very much an assault on like an a industrial town that's destroying the landscape. That had it, the the parallels were so clear, and it was just phenomenal. And you know, Dave Filoni loves that. All the everything in it was so quintessentially Dave Filoni and. You gotta if you're him, it's like how many episodes, live action episodes of Ahsoka am I gonna ever be able to direct? So I'm gonna just throw all the Dave Filoni sauce onto it, and it's it's like just keep giving me more. Like I, Dave's gotten to be such a good director, and like his seamless entrance into live action needs to be exploited, I think, further by Lucasfilm. Like Kathleen Kennedy needs to start writing checks for Dave Filoni shows. Because it's going to be great, you know. It's uh, so obvious the reverence he has for that character, too. He knows what he's created. And, and I, I said this when we first saw Ahsoka's return in the final Clone Wars season. It's just like her fight with Maul is just a love letter of, you know, 13 minutes of, sta- of, of lightsaber fight. Just g- glorious. It's some of the best dueling there. And you can, again, you can tell Filoni just loves her character. And you that guys was, have heard that me was say everything this before. the other Maul the other duel Maul had wasn't. Yeah. Well, I did like Maul's last duel. It was, you know, speaking of Eastern influences, you know, the, the classic two samurai run at each other and sorry. And one, and then one is dead. It's just it's a nice, a nice moment. But uh, you guys have heard me say this. Ahsoka, I was not a fan when she first came on board. I thought she was, dude, no one was, she was aggressively marketed. She's a, an underage girl in a tank top with giant eyes. Hey, sky guy. <laughs> What? I didn't like the Sky Guy stuff. I didn't like Snips. It felt forced. I don't care for the uh, you know the the irreverence. I, I get thematically. I get why she was assigned to him. But I know I've How made this joke before. So awesome. I gotta say it again. I don't think getting your first Padawan should be like getting a phone book in the mail. He didn't know she was coming. He didn't ask for her. like no thought was given there. It's just like dump. Here you are in the middle of a war zone. And by the way, here is a small child for you to take care of. But. <laughs> The first season of Clone Wars won me over, and ever since, on board, she's my probably my favorite light side force user. I mean, I yeah. only like two of them, so that's not saying much, but uh-huh. by a long shot. Who's the other one? Kenobi. That's the right answer. Yes. Gee, I sense some... some uh, we're going to have to table that uh, issue you have with an episode of Rebels to another time, because... <laughs> We could spend a whole We've already established we're gonna have why a, you're wrong. We're gonna have a um we're gonna have a discussion. Yeah, we have to do that. Um I love educating people, so this will be fun for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it will be. because uh, <laughs> it's a scene right out of Kurosawa. But anyways. Um all right. That doesn't make it appropriate for that situation. Let, but that's so the the next big reveal I think we should talk about just because it has such a grand influence on both this this story of star wars as a whole and this one um and i actually kind of take issue with it but i wanted to hear what you guys think um i'll start with steve like the thrawn reveal like you're sitting there you're like who's your master where is blank and like in your head what did you think was going to be said and then when you heard thrawn like what was the reaction what does that mean to you i was kind of stunned i i wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting to hear or see him in this season of this show, or maybe the show at all. Uh, that character is currently unresolved on screen. In literature, we're getting stuff from his, I don't know, younger days now. Mm-hmm. So we don't know where he is or what he's doing, but it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. It was pretty it- awesome. 
it it meant a lot to be like live act to have that heard yeah. live action, right? I mean, it, that was it. It meant a lot to us. Yeah. Uh, the 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 newcomer, the people that uh, Disney are really targeting, don't don't really know who he is. Who's mm-hmm. Thrawn? Uh, but so read a book with that with that in mind. Rebels I, wasn't that long ago. I think the people. No, that, yeah, but not but. that long ago. But I think of people like my sister and my little brothers. Yeah, they're not going to watch cartoons. Yeah, they weren't on it, Disney HD. It doesn't matter. XD watching. So, but I know in my between brother, Doc McStuffins marathons. Yeah, my little brother right now is watching The Mandalorian tonight. Just he's he's starting season two. Yeah. Um. So when he gets there, he's not going to understand who that is. But it tell it tells me that he's coming on screen. He's coming. We're getting him. They're not going to put that name out there and not get him at some point. You think it'll be it's, Pierce Brosnan? It's amazing. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a really awesome. That would be hilarious. That would be amazing. I wanted them to cast it? Giancarlo Esposito for Thrawn. Sure, he could have made a good Thrawn. He, he Corey Nicholson. He's Thrawning around. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Lars Any of those creepy could dudes. totally play Thrawn. Lars Mikkelsen is a Lars Mikkelsen is a six foot tall crypt keeper. I don't. He is so skinny and gaunt. He, sure. That. Yeah, but Thrawn wasn't Thrawn wasn't Thrawn's wrecking jacked, shop dude. with his biceps. Dude, Thrawn is yoked. Are you kidding yeah. me? Thrawn yeah, hits the but, gym at least four times. But he doesn't look like Arnold. Time. He uses his mind, yo. That's yeah, his but biggest muscle. We see him with his shirt off in Rebels, and he's yeah. like just shredding fools. Yeah, just like he's, he's, my shirt off he's a blueberry snack. It's true. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, that's is I love what Lars gave us in the voice. What I love about that. Even more than Lars is what Mark Thompson did in the audiobooks, because Mark Thompson did the the um, extended like anniversary edition of the original Thrawn trilogy. Mm-hmm. He didn't do the original, the first rev of them. That was somebody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. But we got Mark Thompson's version of Thrawn years ago. They put him in Rebels. Then they start doing the, the new Zon books, and Mark Thompson does a Lars Mikkelsen Thrawn. Better than Lars Mikkelsen does. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's exactly the same. Maybe yeah, they should really have The Rock play Thrawn, but have Lars do the voiceover. So that way he's jacked enough. Yeah. You know, with the uh, Ahsoka being, you know, Rosario's voice, I think you just cast someone and have them do, you know, their Thrawn voice. You know, it's like it's like how I kind of I kind of hate that they keep rolling james earl jones wheelchair up to the microphone every time darth vader needs something because it's like well your voice is completely different now and you actually don't sound like darth vader so yeah, let's just I get someone steve, else to do it. steve kind of sounds more like darth vader than he does yeah now, but... it, it's like it's actually like bad <clears throat> it's there, there was, for those there, movies there, you had yeah. to you had to do it there was a saint. point there was man. a point in james earl jones's dialogue in rogue one where it was like painful it was sad yeah yeah it, it, when he raised his voice there was a point yeah. in that dialogue where he raised his voice and it was it was like, oh, man. Easy, Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. I would, you know, maybe that guy that did the video game, Force Unleashed, would have been better, but. <laughs> sure. I mean, it just, it's just, it's not hard because there's so much, like, there's so much dirt and, like, it, you, you can edit the sound so much to do Vader's voice that, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, that's that's neither here nor there, but um, Brian, the, the, the Thrawn. I mean, where does everybody think Thrawn is? Like, what what do you guys think he's doing? Because he's got. Because we I know have, he was. If he's, he's on Tatooine, purgle, I'm gonna freak. Because everybody can't be on that same planet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he be better so be funny. somewhere different. God, he's in Montespa. I have a fraught relationship with Thrawn because I am glad that he's back in, and I respect that they, just like Steve said, I'm really glad to see him mentioned in a live action property. He's an important part of the Star Wars universe and an important part of the Imperial Remnant. Mm-hmm. I hate him. I hate that character so much. I'm just not <laughs> not a fan. Uh, like it's it's so I respect his participation in the storyline, and I know he's important to it, but I do not care for it. Um, I, I made a joke the other day. I, I think that the male version of Mary Sue should be called Timmy Z. Thrawn can do no wrong throughout his entire book history. And I'm sorry, Daniel's heard me rant about this more than once, but. We meet Thrawn in the new books in particular. We don't. I don't think in the Heir of the Empire we never see him young. But like we meet Thrawn in the new books, he breaks into Imperial outpost literally barefoot. 
He assaults a stormtrooper. He hotwires his mic. He's captured by the Empire, and his reward for this is to be taken directly to the Emperor. Do not pass go. Do not collect 200 credits. And receive a commission in the Imperial Navy, an immediate appointment to the most difficult naval academy to get into, and you're already a lieutenant. You're so jealous of him, it's ridiculous. Uh, you're right, you're right. Uh, <laughs> but, but his career, he's like Harry Potter. Every chapter of, it, of the first book, Thrawn learns something in the first, in the opening segment of the chapter. And by the end of the chapter, Thrawn uses what he just learned to save the world. And is then disciplined for it. Like, oh, you're in trouble now, Thrawn. We're taking you to the Emperor for, for a censure. Nope, you're actually getting a promotion. Welcome you back. bread-eyed rascal. <laughs> you're, you're, Every time. Yeah, it, we, we give Thrawn a lot more slack than I think we should, including Timothy Zahn, too. Um, and I think what Rebels did for Thrawn was he did screw up, yeah. like, in, in Rebels. Like, he was a real... He made mistakes, and he because he was like oh, yeah, we'll let that ship go. We're playing the long game. And it's like, okay, well, guess what? The long game meant a uh, giant space octopus just sucked you out into the unknown regions, bro. He so. does more damage to the Empire than than the than Rogue, than the the Phoenix Squadron does. He sure. he does by just by, well, I'll, I'll let you make the mistake, and then you'll learn you should have followed my instructions. And he does destroy a rebel base... <laughs> And and provide a piece of technology that would have probably won the Empire of the War if they had just listened to him. So like he does have like issues that come up, but the the individual like you're presented with a problem, you've solved it really easy. Part of Thrawn is is something I take issue with. But like so far in Star Wars, he hasn't had his finger in any of the major pies that have affected the Skywalker saga or anything. So that's why to me this is. This can go different ways. I mean, I trust Favreau and Filoni because look what they've given us so far, right? And Oh, yeah. But I, I don't mean to sound like I'm disappointed or in any way resent his return to, to canon. I just don't like him as a character. Mm-hmm. But metatextually, I'm, he's an excellent villain. Yeah. I think it's, it's, fun, it's like, hard. It's yeah. really hard. It's hard for me to nutshell it. I'm glad he's back, but I don't like him. Sure. I mean, your, t- your take on his, his literature presence is, is solid. Yeah, but I and like what Daniel said, I do love what Rebels did to him. Mm-hmm. Kind of brought him down a peg. We never. I, I mean, I liked the scene in the speeder bike factory. That was surprising for a children's cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> I was, was impressed. Stop, dude. Gerard, what do you think of Thrawn? Because my, one of my main complaints with him in the new books is he just dunks on Vader nonstop. You're a Vader guy. What do you think? He scores points on Vader at every interaction. He does. He explicitly refuses to do what Vader tells him to. He has his troop inspecting Vader's ship against Vader's will, and they have this constant like head-to-head of Vader's like. Vader just ends up fondling his lightsaber and doing nothing with it at the end of every interaction, and you know, Thrawn just smirks off happily. Yeah, yeah. One, a handful of Vader yeah. that know who Vader is too. Right, and and that's and that's where it stems from. Is he, you know, he knows Vader's backstory. He's not as afraid of Vader as everybody else is, and perhaps that's why I don't care for their interactions. But I mean, I bought the comic. I have all the books. It's great stuff. It's, uh, but uh, you know, reading the book, I'm just like, ah, Vader just would just kill him already. You know, like don't don't take that. But as we discussed earlier in the season, in the Empire, everyone's power derives from how much the Emperor likes you, and. In the Empire, nobody ever really knows how much the Emperor likes them. So it's just a ma- it's all a big bluff of like, the Emperor likes me better. No, the Emperor likes me better. It's just like, it's just, and it's fun. And I know Palpatine benefits from playing them off against each other that way. That's why Palpatine is where he is, and it's because it's because of who he is. But, mm-hmm. you know, all that said, I'm really glad that he's coming back. I would love to see him. I think Pierce Brosnan would be a great cast. I don't, I don't care who they cast as him, it's going to be good. But you know he's alive because we last saw him in danger standing next to Ezra, and there's no way Ezra died. So, of course, Thrawn is going to be right there alive along with him. Sure. G- uh, Gerard, just if I may, Gerard, could I get the answer to Brian's question from you? <laughs> Go right ahead, if, if you have time. Anytime, G. Anytime. At any point, say yeah, something. I'm not, yeah, I'm not really sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> See, 
G hates Thrawn because he's sold literally zero HVAC appliances in his entire career. That's true. Um, I love Thrawn. And I didn't even know Thrawn until Disney purchased Lucasfilm. So casual. I never... (laughs) Listen. In the 80s, I don't know when it was, I read some stupid book that had... I forget. I, I, I don't remember what it was. It was some ridiculous book. I don't know. I think maybe it was the one Chewbacca died in. A, a planet fell on it. was some some ridiculous crap. It was the first Star Wars book that I wrote. I didn't think anybody that wrote that didn't wasn't named George Lucas was writing Star Wars. That just, to me, that wasn't Star Wars. So I never watched any of that. Read, I, I never read any more books after that. Some ridiculous book. I don't know what it was. But there were a few of them. And That particular book came out years after... Timothy Zahn yeah. made his appearance. Yeah. Be that as it may. I read something that made me not like them, so I never read any of them. Anyway. Okay. I sure. got your audiobooks, and I listened to those stories. They were good stories. Mm-hmm. There were some weird things, you know. Luuk, he sucks, but <laughs> there were, there <laughs> were cool... <laughs> Those are Legends books from 1991, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm talking about the old Thrawn ones. Yeah. That's what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. All right. We're, we're, we're on the same page here or what? We are. We are. We I, I are can't even remember the question because it was asked so long ago. <laughs> I think you're a little out of it, G. How do you I'm like so Thrawn given his constant uh no, I like the character and I like that. I like that whole. I like the interaction between him and Vader. I like it a lot too. Because it's different from any other interaction we've had. I respect it. So it's something new finally. He usually force chokes everybody. I was interested in hearing that. I would have liked to have seen Thrawn like get force choked a little by Vader. Lifted off the ground. Like he did Krennic. When Krennic came to Mustafar. That would have been nice. But not that Maybe if he felt like a little rumbling in his throat like whoa wait a minute. Not in front of the crew. Yeah. Maybe in Thrawn's ready room. Yeah. I don't, so Vader, Vader just th- says, you know, you work for me. Don't forget that, Chief. Yeah. <laughs> I'm concerned at that point we would suddenly learn that Thrawn is immune to force choke. This is my group. Uh, he, yeah, he, yeah. Had oh, he had the lizard. He had the lizard in the bottom the drawer of his drug. desk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I'm glad that the they've salamis. done that. They've they've taken a few things about Thrawn that were like so mystically convenient that they were like, all right, this is, just doesn't happen in Star Wars. Sorry, that's not how the force works. There's uh, some fan art of him where he's just like menacingly lounging on a throne, and he's got this cute like lizard cat cur- curled up on his shoulder. It's it's incongruous. Yeah, I don't for. like that a whole lot. That's a weird picture. I I, I know exactly. You what know you're the talking one. About. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I that like is a pet like that should be it's attached like erotic to erotic Thrawn art. It's weird. Yeah. Well, the reason why the Vader interactions don't bother me is because Vader only like chokes kills and yells at people that screw something that are incompetent and Thrawn mm. and Thrawn and Tarkin are so competent like they are so good at what they do that like the, just the fact that they both recognized who Vader was as Anakin through like just nuances about him like they didn't actually like they didn't get a document that was like redacted that was like oh yeah by the way Vader was Anakin Skywalker like they just kind of fit. they were smart enough to figure it out. But that's the thing that gets that... that's that's the thing that makes that interaction very unique because yeah. like you know in real life somebody can graduate high school, you go to college, you become super successful. Somebody can go back to a high school reunion thirty years later, be super successful, and still feel intimidated by people that knew them when they were kids. And sure. there might be something about that psychology of you know we're not going to acknowledge the fact that this dude knows who I am, but he knows who I am. Sure. Maybe there's a little uneasiness there. And a respect. In the flashback, fear. when Anakin, when young Anakin day. first meets Thrawn, Thrawn has a real Peabody Sherman interaction with him, yeah. and just will it disrespects him completely. And Anakin's just like, "Will you do respect me? Respect my authority?" <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny. To... Always wanted everybody to respect him. You got to yeah. earn it. Yeah. Who else knows that Anakin? That Vader is Anakin. Uh, it's a short list. Palpatine, Tarkin, Thrawn. Palpatine knows? <laughs> I, I almost... <laughs> um, when did I'm he glad... find out? <laughs> uh, Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. 
trying to think of who. Uh, it's a short list. There's like a. Couple. Yoda, I have like, one answer Obi-Wan. you haven't said yet. I was the, I wasn't the one sure dude who from I was the, missing. The one dude from the comic with the eye patch that he then dispatched as soon as he told him he was Anakin. Yeah, that controversy. Uh, Jocasta knew. Jocasta knew. Oh, I'm talking about people that like. I guess more. I'm thinking like people that lived longer than like. I, I just meant in general, couple, like a couple it's, minutes. Because I think Jocasta knew finds out in a really cheap way. Do you remember I think that? that's a cool. That's such a cool reveal. What in the Vader comic when he goes yeah. into the secret Jedi room and it's like, and the, the library is like Anakin Skywalker. Like you're not allowed in here, and it's like, damn it, now I have to kill everything. Just because you're missing three quarters of your limbs doesn't mean we don't know who you are. That, sure. that, that actually that that was pretty cool. That I thought that it, was really it rad. was cool, but I don't. But Jocasta plays it off like she knew already. She's oh, like, don't really? don't you know who you don't even know what you're afraid of? Like you didn't know that until five minutes ago when the intercom said. When she pulls out the the lightsaber rifle, which is such a sick weapon that we've never seen again. That's like everybody um, on Friday saying, I told you it was going to be Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's get really, back to It that. was called The Jedi and directed by Dave Filoni. Big, big reach there. Yeah. I don't know if we Thanks, can call Sherlock. this one a K-hole because I think I brought up the whole Thrawn thing. Uh, Karasik hole, excuse me. How about the uh, yes. How about the owl? I thought that was a pretty cool little yeah. touch. Yeah. The the uh, the, well, I always forget the name of the owl, and I have it. Hoodie um, McStuffins. I don't know. Just it's it's an um, owl. The convoy. So all right, all right. Can you guys answer a question for me? It's not Maori. When did it go it's for? When did it go from convory to just convor? I think it has to do with the singular and the plural. Is there? Oh, convory is the plural. I have heard both used and. I refuse to engage in discussion with people that are going to argue with over it, so I dismiss it. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's the friggin' Force Owl. Yeah. Oh, I'm right. seeing it right here. The distinction is made. That's exactly TFO. what it is. Okay. Okay. All right. The Force Owl. <laughs> Classification, bird. That freaking <laughs> bird that was in the world between worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Mor- Space Morai. Morai is the green one. That's the one that I sprinted across the convention center to get the last of at Celebration. But. Because you know, I had to have it. But I have one, and I got it after you got yours, and you ceased. Don't say why you always forget the story that. for me. Let me. Well, have it was this. the last one at that time. You it got was. the you got the green one, not the brown one. G. I got the green one. Yeah, I got the mm-hmm. green one. Look uh, right at the it. brown one is all over the place. Yeah, screw the brown yeah, one. Yeah, where, where was that? <laughs> at, it was. Uh, I had to run. Someone from the main floor radioed and said that it, at the stadium that they had green ones left, and we like ran over there. And I literally got the one that was the it was one, one left. That was the last one left. Yeah. And then Gerard got one like later, like they found like another box of them or something in the celebration store, and he got one then. But and I didn't I, even want. I got the last. He was so excited Buddha. when he got his. I had to go get one. I'm like, they have them. What is this? I'll buy it. Now I get this green owl. I don't even really know what he what his deal is. It's a really. Pr- it's, it's such a. He's great how they movie. deliver the mail at the Jedi Academy. He's just. It's just a great little cool force easter egg you know like like steve said earlier like this series especially season two i should say season two specifically has been for us you know man it's been really cool like there's been a weird dynamic in the fandom between you know after the last jedi how like us like hardcore fans that love everything have kind of been on our back foot kind of doing a lot of grunt work on the ground with like well let me tell you why that's why that's why luke should do that well let me tell you why ray is on this path and why that's the right way right we've had to do like a lot of that and now it's been cool because with mandalorian people have been like sprinting to like you know a star wars people have been like whoa, whoa, whoa what that was so cool like wait, tell me about that wait what does that mean what like what what do those white lightsabers mean like i've never seen those where i'm like oh, now dude, you, you now you want to talk about lightsabers huh yeah yeah so come to daddy so it's been cool to have like this peaceful like woodstock mentality with all these cool uh, references to different things being told in this awesome visual medium of live action Star Wars. Like we we couldn't be blessed with a better introduction to live action. Yeah, shout, the candy. visuals this episode were so seamless too. Um, with Ahsoka like disappearing in and out of the shadows, like like a horror villain. Um, Not the first time they've done that. It reminded me of uh, the Prison Break episode where Mando is coming in out of the darkness, killing people. Oh or- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like I like when the hero is the murderer. That's pretty cool. Did you guys have? It is cool. And uh, Brian, I mentally prepared myself all weekend 
to possibly have to brawl with you on camera over this. Because immediately when I saw it, I was like, I think Brian might crap on this. <laughs> Which is not like me like crapping on you. It's just like, I think we're going to have a, a verbal tussle on this. The fight between Ahsoka and Morgan L. What's her last name? Elspeth. Elspeth. Yeah. Did you guys have an issue with how that went down? No. I did not know that Beskar is so lightsaber proof. Yeah. That... Resistant, sure. I did not know it could block two lightsabers at once, wielded mm-hmm. by arguably one of the most powerful force users in the galaxy at that time. That sure. that alloy was deflecting it just like another lightsaber would. There wasn't, yeah. there wasn't even any sparks. I, I didn't mind it. I was just surprised by it. Yeah. It's American-made Beskar. It's the I strongest. I liked how how Mando bonged it on his on his gauntlet to see. Oh, it. Yeah. That, that little like that little tone <laughs> that was that was a cool Very thing they well did done. a couple times during. The and like that's obviously like like that's how you can tell you know Beskar rings on Beskar, and that's Favreau's genius and maybe Filoni too. But like with that one motion, you see a whole culture. Like this metal is part of their religion, part of their culture, and this mm. is how we know. He hands it. No hesitation. This is what we do. It's like when someone rubs pearls on their teeth. It's just like, that's how you know. I was really, really nice talk. Just the little things that really get me on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry I, to disappoint. I thought it was a great fight. Right. I'm, I'm willing to overlook the fact that a spear wielded by some random politician is able to almost overcome a Jedi. But, like, the bad guy's got to do... I don't think she's know, random. I think it was on purpose. I think Ahsoka yep. was playing with her to get the information. She's keeping oh. her alive for sure. If yeah. Ahsoka, if Ahsoka wanted that fight over, that would have been over. Yeah. I, I did, I, again, Losing not a the complaint. lightsaber. Losing the lightsaber in the water was probably her not main what one. Ahsoka thought was going to you know, happen. You know Grievous is down there. <laughs> Immediately. I, I swear, I think I don't think Grievous, Grievous killed any out. Jedi. I think his entire lightsaber collection is just once he found randomly on the ground. Jedi's dropped their lightsaber all the time. Especially Does he follow knife, Anakin like, around. He distributes it like a broken uh, vending machine. Guy's he the aced worst. a bunch of Jedi in that yeah. Tartowski series. In TCW, he he, yeah, he, he wastes a few Jedi. I know. I, I saw. Um, but I I did want to say Shock T. I, I was waiting for, and and Dan, you'll know you'll know more about this than me. But I I've read and I, I don't remember the source, but I've read that Jedi learn like kind of a almost an instinctive force shielding of themselves to like so that you can't be force choked or shoved around too much force you, barrier. Yeah. Yeah. So where was that? You know, like why Ahsoka could have just lifted that lady up off the ground. It's it's, that's one of those things that either gets used or ignored via plot uh, historically. That made for It wouldn't be story. much of a fight if she did it, but I would have liked yeah. to right. see a little, like a shove or something. Some but force. again, not complaining. I thought it was a yeah. great fight. I enjoyed it. The whole episode was flawless. Start to finish. Yeah. It, great if it raises chop- questions with me, I think that's a good show. Yeah, she chopped some dude in half and then took the burning piece of wood and used the force and threw it at another dude. That was cool. Do that all the that time. That was so cool. Just that was cool. I forgot about that. All defense, <laughs> all for defense. That's right. Never attack. I, I do. I do love Ahsoka when Ahsoka can get aggressive with stuff. She she just stays in control so well. Mm. She just she's what Anakin she's, could be if Anakin had any even tiny bit of control over his emotions yeah but she got to learn that from him you know i don't think that's something Mm -hmm. she takes lightly the fact that her example of staying away from that stuff was you know one of the best jedi that's ever lived falling as hard as you can fall you know and she even says that that dude when she says i've seen what it can do to the best of us that hurt Oh. Who else got choked? That hurt. That? Like yeah. I mean, that yeah, I was like, at the top of the show. The first thing I'm glad I, said I was watching once. by myself the first time. Oh man, I like sobbed through that entire episode. That took me right back to um, Twilight of the Apprentice mm-hmm. when she first, you know, cracks his his helmet open, oh. and the voice changes. Yeah. Oh. You get the oh. you get you get the Lanter Jones mix there. Oh yeah. Oh Lanter. Love him. <laughs> Too bad he's dead in two series, basically. Yeah, twice. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, Poor so guy. as far as... Uh, so we haven't really talked about uh, Grogu at all, which sounds so weird to say, by the way. It's I still, still kind of like the still I like calling him the asset off. a lot. I like that name for him. I like, that I like to call you the asset. <laughs> I, I really dig Gogurt. That was nice, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Grogu. I've been, uh, I've been saving that all week. Gogurt. Go-Gurt. 
I've There's almost a typed it in the chat a couple times. Too. Now I'm going to keep saying, now I'm going to say Gogurt. Did you get, so his origin, how'd you guys react to his? Because we got so many freaking references. The origin of, oh yeah, this this kid was a youngling that was getting some training and then like was a baby when Order 66 happened and was just shot. Like Somebody smuggled what, him up. Uh, Steve, Steve, what did you, uh, tell me about your reaction to that because that was like such a, so much history in such a short amount of time. I get really excited because that, that opened up a lot of questions that open, uh, like, okay, who got him out of there? For yeah. first, who are these masters that trained him? It, although it doesn't matter who trained him. Did she say that. many, many Jedi masters? Yeah, sure. So but you're going to classes, you know. Group, I yeah, group settings, teachers in fifth grade. Nobody's group assigned at that point, you know. Right. We've just, we've seen how they how they do it. So, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. How long was he at the temple? How yeah. old is that species when they get taken by the Jedi? How old is that species when okay, it's not just baby talk anymore. This yeah, this yeah. communication. This like uh, never Yoda baby talks right up until his death. How dare you? <gasps> how dare you? <laughs> Why Rest. is he the most intelligent Jedi in the galaxy? Rest. He's the only one who can't master the syntax of Galactic Basic. I like his syntax better. Rest. Why adapt when you're already awesome? Yeah. Make everyone um, else be I awesomer. Asked and answered. Well done. I'll take it. He. <laughs> by the way, he. Someone pointed that out. I was listening to another podcast <clears throat> where they pointed out um, how much better like Mando and the baby have been communicating like this season. In like mm-hmm. every episode, the baby's doing things that are like more. And just more adult, like more independent, more complex. Like, for example, he all the force the movements and things he's done up until now have been like reactions. He's like, you're hurting Mando. Oh, I'm going to hurt you first. Or I got to protect everyone from the fire. Like, it's been very reactionary. Mm-hmm. The, the When at the beginning of this episode where he's like, get in your seat, kid. Come on. And he, from his seat, closes his eyes and unscrews the cap. That was the first time we've ever seen him do like a compound complex force movement. So yeah. to me, even from the start of the episode, I was like, oh dude, he's like he's he's feeling his oats a little bit, like he's getting a sea lake back. It's yeah, not just was, instinct. That was really good. I mean, the Mac pulled the macaroons off the desk. Okay. Oh. You know, just, yeah. Okay, you know. Cool, you're hungry. Not snack, just one. But he took know. them all. You don't want to share with me? I'm taking everything. Yeah. Okay. As come, the father come of a three year old, I I can <laughs> confirm. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So the, there's so many possibilities for Jedi, and it pains me that every clickbait article right now is forgetting that Quinlan Voss is alive. Uh, he's getting. No I don't. Love. I don't think no you can love. forget he's alive if you never knew he existed. Yeah, but he's in. He's such a fun character in the later. No, I agree. Wars, but the then... the articles we're talking about, the authors oh, probably. Yeah, those, that yeah, dude. No, I, I, I've forgotten more about Star Wars than those people could ever experience in their entire lives. I he's my third favorite character in Dark Disciple. People Magazine writes an article on Star Wars, and they've only seen three movies. Yeah, I love. I love Dark Disciple. I mean, I, I really love that we got that book. Um, I was I, this I close feel... to getting Christy Golden on the podcast, Steve. There's still oh, yeah. time. She has Bl- no next. Blizzard. Blizzard shut it down. Blizzard shut it down. She she can't oh. do public appearances without Blizzard's yeah. approval, even if she's not discussing Blizzard property. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. But what were you saying? Maybe, maybe about, she's uh, just saying that because she didn't want to do the show. I really liked, like, really enjoyed the Dark Disciple book. Yeah. Uh, listened to the audiobook a couple times. Still wish they they could have given less like a four episode arc of that on screen. Sure. So the only thing I, I do think is funny is somebody had read too much about the mantis shrimp when they write that book. Oh, with the the sea creature, the underdweller thing on Dathomir. Yeah. Steve, yeah, if you yeah. go back and read that book, that thing mm-hmm. is obviously a giant mantis shrimp, just like the way it's described is <laughs> directly out of the oatmeal cartoon about the mantis shrimp. Maybe it's related to Thurm Scissor Punch. Maybe that's the connect. That's the EU connection we need. Mm-hmm. Um, screw this Thrawn crap. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, what feels right, so like something I'm struggling with the, with where the season's gone. So the last two epi- the last three episodes have been so huge mm-hmm. and done and built up the world more and expanded the story so much that like I'm kind of starting to get worried that we're getting too much into who what Jedi is showing up, what Mandalorian person yeah. coming in, and not about like this is the Mando and his quest to be just the best Mandalorian he can. Like, I don't want to lose that. And I think if you bring in any Jedi that we know already, we're instantly going to start 
caring. Like, even with Ahsoka being on screen, like, I, I didn't give a crap about the Mandalorian last episode. I was like, give me more Ahsoka. Give me more white lightsabers doing crazy stuff in mm-hmm. cool town. So I'm worried about, like, we're, we're going to Tython and putting a kid on a seeing stone? Which Marvel film is this, dude? Right. So, like, and I love that stuff. And Rip. this is all so special because Tython's such a special planet in the Darth Bane trilogy, which I know and love. I just, I'm, it's giving me, the show's giving me everything I want, but I feel like I'm eating too much candy and not enough, like, peas and carrots. You don't want to lose the stuff that you didn't know you wanted before. Sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think these episodes. Well, go back and gotten, read Plague so you can get your vitamins. <laughs> I'm expecting the last three episodes. I'm losing track. Six, seven, eight. Yes. I'm expecting the last three episodes to be more of a classic three episode arc instead of these. One hit wonders. The, the episodes that we've gotten have been really in a box. He flies away at the end of the episode. Good to go. Mm hmm. They break away from that in these last three episodes and give us a real stretched out story. It'll feel it'll feel like a different season. Yeah, I think that and I think it's a good good speculation. I think it's strong. Well, let's go to that. Let's let's quick because we're we're getting close to time, and I want to make mm-hmm. sure we do our uh, our fun piece of merch because we got Steve here. I think that's a thing he's gonna love. So let's go around. We'll start with G. Uh, what what's your prediction for like these last three episodes? Like, kind of like where do you think what do you think is gonna happen? Like, and where do you think it we end on? Like, what uh what stat what state we end this season of the show in? I think we're gonna get a huge tease at the end of the next episode, which will then set up the second to last one, which I think is just gonna be start to finish explosions, fights, battles. It'll slow down a little bit. And then the last episode, we're going to either know or see who the stone calls to and who's going to be the next big thing for next. Mace Windu on some distant planet suddenly goes, oh, see, yeah, like something like that would, oh man, I'd, I'd, I'd have a very, that's not going to happen. Um, (laughs) I'd have to talk about that with my therapist. Actually, Uh, I'd have to get another one. (laughs) Backup therapist. This is my real life therapist. This is my Star Wars therapist. Oh my god. Um, yeah, and and maybe it'll be Thrawn, and maybe we'll think that Thrawn's the big reveal, and then at the end, the very last scene, almost like the you know when you see Thrawn, uh, Thrawn. Good lord, the bad guy from Endgame. Why can't I think of his name? Endgame. Thanos. 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 The other. Thronos. The uh, Thronos. <laughs> you know, at the end, I can't remember which movie it was, but you just see him at the end, and then that's it. You know, it's, it's sure something like that. You know, I, first Avengers movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, none of any of that stuff is going to happen now because I said it, but it would be cool if it did. Well, you called this last episode, so yeah. So I'm like uh, Nostradamus, bro. Right. Yeah. All right. So all right. So Steve, what <clears throat> what do you think? Where do you think we're going to end? I think we're going to end not on Tython. Or if we get to Tython, we're we're gonna we're gonna end sad. We're gonna end. We're gonna. This season's gonna cliffhanger, and we're gonna be scared for the beginning of season three. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna be split up. One, one. See, I don't think they're gonna capture Grogu. As soon as they capture him, they're gonna. If it's Gideon, he's gonna start in on him. Mm-hmm. So we can't have him for too long. So. I don't expect this season to end on a high note with Kara and Grief waving goodbye as they fly off in the sunset. Yeah, I'm expecting some. I'm, I'm expecting some some cha- changes in scenery too. Uh, Please, some new planets for the love of a main a main character death or departure, maybe. Sure. I think we're gonna lose one of them. I think so too. Either care or grief. Mm-hmm. One of them's gonna go in one fashion or another. <laughs> it's gonna be for Chris Ryan's sure. sake. I hope it's Kara. <laughs> I oh my gosh, dude! If they if they kill Carl Weathers, I'm driving to Philadelphia and like buying yeah, a flower yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If uh, they don't kill Kara Dune, a lot of people are gonna do the opposite. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they can suck it. Uh, exactly. Uh, this, but I think maybe the telegraph in it though. The this whole 
the conversation between Mr. Kim and her at the end of that episode. Sure. About the New Republic. And, you know, I'm not a joiner, but then, you know, she, he leaves that little medallion behind and she's kind of looking at him. And I don't know if She's already joined. If that's joined yeah, she's a soldier. That, I don't know if that's red herring-ish or, or if, yeah. if she's going to get there and then die at the end of the season. We're just never going to see her again. Know. It's like the Irish apology. Nah. That would be, not to go too far into it, but that uh, oftentimes you'll see actors that know they're already dead in a show kind of kind of get a little, little crazy. <laughs> like that actor from sure. uh, Breaking Bad who like was like saying all kinds of crazy stuff. The, the, um, Which one? They're not rocks, they're minerals, Marie. That guy. Uh Dean he Norris. knew he was yeah he knew he was dying and oh. he kind of got a little wild on Twitter like he and oh so I like, didn't I would I wasn't aware of that I wasn't yeah. watching the show back then oh it was like a famous like meltdown yeah it was it, it, you should go kinds. back and like try to find some you know Entertainment Weekly article that blasts him <laughs> for it but um Brian what did you what do you think of the or where where do you think uh, things are heading and how it's gonna end I think Steve is pretty I th- close to the truth I think that. Next episode, they will get to Tython. Mando will put Grogu on the Seeing Stone. And Moff Gideon's forces will show up and capture Grogu. Mm. And after they leave with him, we will see that the Jedi that was contacted by the Seeing Stone is Ahsoka. I I don't remember no? that. Okay, first of all, you had me like a hundred percent until you said that it would be Ahsoka getting called. Yeah. When is I well when Ahsoka? I don't think you cast Amanda, Rosario Dawson as that character for one episode. No, not at all. But I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see her again this season because she's off maybe doing her own thing. I by the way, I don't think Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, okay, Moff Gideon answers to sh- to anyone. Like he does not. He doesn't seem like he's doing. He's going to be the next Vader. I mean, he's already built in the costume. Yeah, so yes. I think that the I don't Ahsoka like that, Thrawn but... thing, the Ahsoka, we already know, Dave has already said that Ahso- like Ahsoka Thrawn, Sabine, Ezra are things he's thinking about and like discussing, and like that story is something that he's kind of like fiddling with. Mm-hmm. Like, he's talked about that openly. So like that stuff exists, and I don't think that he could convince Favreau to like turn Favreau's show into the Dave Filoni the uh, Rebels sequel. Br- yeah, brings back. Right. Yeah, brings back all. Steve and Brian both said interesting things. What if Brian's right and he he calls? I think Brian's him. right. I think yeah. that the next the season will end with Mando and Ahsoka teamed up to save Grogu, mm-hmm. and then next up next season will be the search for slash re- recovery of the asset by Mando and Ahsoka. Yeah, because honestly, that's that's the only way I can see it happening. Because if it's some other Jedi, first off, I really don't like them adding Jedi back into canon. Like with the EU, by the time by the time the EU wrapped up, there were so many Jedi that survived Order sixty six. It was like the only Jedi that died are the ones that we see killed on screen. Everybody else is just like disappeared, scattered the wind. Sure, they're they're already adding in like with Cal Kestis and Kanan Jarrus. There's like there's enough with the Jedi who somehow made it out. Um, Mm. but so, but even that, that set aside, if you have a Jedi training Grogu, that kind of takes Grogu out of the Mando story. Mm -hmm. And I really like the Mando Grogu interaction. I I don't want to see them separated. So I, that's, that's what I'm just guessing. And I, I'm not like, they better do this, but I think it'd be fun. It'd be a fun story to see of like, let's go save the kid Mando. And you know, like, I mean, I think, I think Filoni said it best when he had, Mando say a Mandalorian and a Jedi, they'll never see it coming. Yeah, I think I figured I think out you're the story. Pretty spot on with I, yeah, I think I think you're pretty spot on with the they're gonna they're gonna go first. You don't drop Tython and not actually take us there. I think at some point that might not be this season, but I think you're spot on with like they're gonna yep they're gonna uh he's they're gonna follow him there and take the kid. But I think some Jedi, whoever it is, is gonna hear because the way Ahsoka said it is like. A Jedi may hear the call and come to try to find, like seek the kid out. Yeah. So, so I think she knows. Like, I'm off doing my thing. I need to go do that. But another I, Jedi. I think this is how the Force tells her she's still a Jedi. Really? Okay. I, no, I would be so open with that. It's my favorite character. Well, of course, right. I'd be open with her coming. But she to would cool. hear it, wouldn't she? Yeah, I'm sure. Either way, I, um, I could just see her like perking up and hearing the call, and just going. Ugh. 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I, I I like what all you guys said. So I don't need to I don't need to go into detail on on what I think will happen. I think it's going to be a really fun uh, uh, series of events the the rest of this season. But I, and I do think it'll end on a a somber note. Mm. Uh, all right. So the so last thing piece of merch from the episode that doesn't exist in real life that you want to exist. G, you first. Gerard doesn't remember that he's on a podcast. Brian, you first. I mean, I, I do we need another Ahsoka Black series? Maybe not. But we have like I, two, I think. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind a second one. I, I but I am gonna re reinitiate my request for a Rise of Skywalker zombie centibite palpatine black series. Not that it's in the character in this episode, but just trying to put mm-hmm. it out there. It's my, it's on my so I, I read <laughs> it's on my dream board. But okay. no, from this episode, I do think uh, the Ahsoka in the Rosario Dawson getup is is a must. It's so good, it's so good. Steve, what what would you what would you want? I'm kind of done with toys, so I want the I want that actual Beskar spear because I got new neighbors moving in soon. Who can I change mine? So <laughs> that is a so good you, one. You want like a replica replica spear? That's not bad. That's not bad. I was thinking either like light up white lightsaber Ahsoka chopsticks. Which would be cool because I have the I have the the hero saber ones. Okay. Or I was thinking. Um, okay. Do you like using those? Have you used them? I use wooden chopsticks, like the cheap garbage right. kind, because I like the grip. Yeah. The, the texture is much better. The, we have a few a few different lightsaber pairs, and unless you're eating something dry and clumpy, it's difficult to navigate. Yeah. It's even it's more difficult. My chopsticks white came from a Tokyo kitchen supply store. No big deal. <laughs> Mine probably did too from Amazon, but uh, but yeah, I want a three pack. It's uh, it's Ahsoka in her full get up robes, everything, uh, and then our uh, uh, magistrate. Lots of magistrates in the Mandalorian. Every planet's got a magistrate. Um, the magistrate, which with Beskar staff, and then one of the HK eighty seven assassin droids because those things were so dope. So it'd be like a three the battle three pack. Mm-hmm. The, nice the shout episode. out to Kotor in that, by the way. That was that was so good too. Apparently, also quick note, and then uh, we can we can go ahead to Gerard. Uh, the HK eighty seven assassin droids mm-hmm. apparently have Thrawn's fleet logo on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I did I I had that pointed out, and I was like, what what what? And I haven't like gone to like look at it, but that's really rad. So, anyways, Gerard, you're you're last, and then you can wrap. I want a child. Another one? You child, have like four of them. But I want one that when I call his name, he looks at me and his little ears do that little perky thing like he did in the show. Because I like that. Yes, look at him. Oh, the technology exists. Wrong. Yeah. It was Stop a good episode. Steve. I'm looking forward to 14. Um, I can't wait to see which of us is the most wrong. In our I was super wrong about this episode. By it the is way. episode six so in the season, so hopefully we get Bill Burr again. Yes. <gasps> He is been. rumored to be back, isn't he? He is rumored. Yeah. He is rumored. That would be wicked awesome. I, I don't know how, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, I changed my mind. I'm on your team. <laughs> the show has gotten so much bigger since that episode he was in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so it's good. such a huge show now. It's so cinematic now. If he's in it, we're going to have a, a completely, we're going to have a Bill Burr segment after the next episode he's in. Oh, we have yeah. to all talk as Bill Burr for the yes. show. Oh, that's gonna be wicked that. hard. It's tough. We'll just we'll just talk about Philadelphia and their sports teams all the time. That's a great we'll one. Scream oh, about it's so us. easy too. Yeah, because we definitely don't want anyone <laughs> listening. <laughs> Speaking of Philadelphia, make sure you guys check out Bro Axiom's Quick Shot that comes out every Wednesday, a spoiler-free comic show review show to keep you uh, keep you in the loop because there is so. There's such a big part of these stories being told off screen. And if you're not reading the comics at all or any of the books, you're missing out on a ton of stuff. So check that out. Check out the Star Bros. Check out um, the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics on Facebook. Um, I guess that's it. Hmm? In our notes, you'll have all our Twitter stuff if you want to stalk us or attack us or fight with us online. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks. See